Hi everyone, a quick heads up before we start. This episode was recorded on the 3rd of March 2020, just as the COVID-19 outbreak was starting to dominate the headlines. At time of release, several countries have gone into lockdown, and the outbreak is affecting all of our lives in a way that few of us have ever seen before. Some of the comments we made here have not aged well, but they were not made to offend anyone. We decided to release this episode without censoring the content, so that it can show a snapshot of our feeling towards the outbreak as it started. As we all found out very soon after, this is very real. And whilst in general, we like to not take things seriously, this is definitely an exception. Stay at home, stay safe, and now, on with the show. My name is Matt Copes. I'm Eddie Rackton. And this is... Puppies of Watermelon. Puppies of Watermelon. With the least amount of lag we've ever had. We have recorded this sat next to each other, that was a pretty low lag. Well, that is true, until we deleted it. Oh, oh no, there was... <laughs> I guess there was the whole first 20 episodes, that's true. <laughs> oh, that was... Oh. Yeah. I, I miss drinking with, um, like, having beers while recording. Like, you forget, we've always done this more now over the internet than in person. I'm guessing. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Probably, yeah, maybe. So it almost feels like the new normal. Uh, but yeah. I'm surprised we haven't done Skype for ages because it's a lot different seeing people than um, just listening to a phone call. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't think it's like the first time I've seen you while speaking to you since you were here, I think, which was oh, a year and a half ago. Anyway, how have you been? Yeah, uh, good, going good. Um, just saying before, the uh, at time of recording, the the old corona is is t- hitting the airwaves. Oh, but yeah. By the time we listen, by the time we listen to this, it's either like full apocalypse, or it was just a Y two K bug. We're not sure. Which way will it go? I I still I'm still in the stage of thinking that it's all going to blow over and we're going to worry what this was all about. But there is also a bit at the back of my mind going, there must be a reason this one's... T- like, I think the last one it was compared to, someone compared to was SARS. Was that the last one? Mm-hmm. And I barely I remember that happening. That. And, um, mm-hmm. But the problem is that compared to SARS, it's far more infectious and it doesn't sound like fun. No, either way. No. It, it seems like uh, all the people in Perth, I'm not sure what it's like where you are, but it seems all of a sudden we're all preppers. And the only thing we're we're concerned about is getting um, enough toilet paper. Like the the stores are empty of toilet paper. Nothing else. Nothing. Nothing about food to create the poo. It's just what to do with the poo. And I get it. Like you know, wiping your ass with A4 paper isn't you know a fun time. No, it's not. Fun. But it's just the only thing. Well, I guess there's other things, but that's where all the photos are happening. You know, because. You would think it would be the bread. I thought that was the thing that first went first. You're a hoarding toilet. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, unless there's a fort building competition, which would be unfortunate if there was, because they wouldn't have anything to build with. But yes, yeah, the one thing. No there's, no, there's no panic buying here, as far as I'm aware. Yes. Yeah, right. No, I think we're pretty cool about it. Although right, we haven't had that many. Break. I did. I do know people that have seen the convoy of. Uh, the infected go past so that's that's funny. really but yes it's, it's a bit must be a bit weird just kind of going oh there goes a pandemic wow i bet they feel sort of famous 
I reckon for them, they think it's a lot more. They're a lot more, yeah, notorious than they actually are. Like they think, oh, it's really, yeah, really special. Like really important. Like, oh no, I mean, obviously it's not great. It's pretty bad. They're sick, and we don't know what's going to go mm-hmm. on. With that. But I reckon it'll like it's. So let's go down the route that is probably going to happen, which is that nothing happens. No, not much. Very little happens with this, and people go by. In like ten years' time, they'll just. They're in their head, they'll still be the people that caught coronavirus. Right, right. Everyone else, they're like, they, everyone else has forgotten what coronavirus was. It's still a defining moment in their life, really. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, if you got swine flu or, or something like that. Here's a fun thought, though. If uh, Not a fun thought, just interesting thought. <laughs> Go think very carefully how I phrase this. <laughs> Especially for those of you listening, we're outside, the sky is completely red. And there's, you know, civilization is broken down as we know it. I really but, hope um, this podcast ages as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's what I'm thinking. Imagine if this is the beginning of, like, all international traveling stopping. And so there's no international border crossing from here on out for the rest of the foreseen future. So, like, all countries, well, the ones that... Uh, have no choice like Australia, for instance, we're an island. We have to become self-sufficient. So we can only eat what we can supply. And so like population changes because we could only feed so many. But that would mean that like each country, it, it's almost like turning back the clock of like their culture actually becomes significant again. Like there, there's such thing as local foods and, and food that's in seasons. And I don't know, it would be, I think that would be an interesting place to live in that how like going to the other side of the world is an impossible slash crazy feat. If you ever managed it, like it's, it's almost too, too easy to do anything you want and eat anything you want and see anything you want. Like adding a bit of difficulty, you know, that even though it would suck would make, um, life interesting. If you want to see, like, the glass half full. definitely be different, wouldn't it? Yeah. If, if, uh, I had a, a very sort of gallows humour thought the other day where I was thinking that if if this does wipe out one in ten people, well, you know, that's population reduction that we're quite in dire need of, so every cloud Right, isn't lining. this, like... This is, like, the start of a movie where, like, the villain has purposely spread a virus to for his uh big vision to reduce population like imagine if there was a film where it was thanos but he succeeded he could be real we don't know you think this is the snap oh it's really slowly well <laughs> yeah well you know it takes a while he's he's practicing um the thought actually just crossed my mind I was like maybe maybe this is where we find out that movies aren't fake and that that there is an evil person in the world. And they go, no, wait, there was Hitler. No, there was that. Yeah, well. there, was, so there was multiple there could be evil people. <laughs> There's been a few Hitler, a, bit, a few bad <laughs> a few guys over the time. <laughs> but imagine if, um, yeah, imagine if we found out there was an intergalactic, like you're saying, like Thanos, and that all those Marvel movies were, were premonitions and warnings. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. interesting. Again, interesting is, is, is a word that you're using, and I don't think you really... <laughs> really... Ex- Hmm. It's it's interesting when it doesn't affect me. That's why it's interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment. <laughs> like what happens if yeah, I chuck a cat know. inside a box? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how 
It's our murderer's start, isn't it? So I guess I shouldn't think find too many things interesting. That's the twist. You're the villain. <laughs> yes, that's the twist. <laughs> I did not see that coming. What a plot twist. Wow. I should write a memoir or something. I mean, is that not what Caltexas is? Just you slowly writing your memoirs? They are getting darker. So this could be true. <laughs> stretching your legs into the uh, dark humour. Yeah, all bad guys start with comics. We all know this. All right, but we're alive now. Hey, uh, what's uh, what do you got? Uh, what's been going on with you lately, anyway? Are we are we able to sh- share something, or is that edited out? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm guessing you're talking about my van. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, it's on it's on social media, so I guess we could talk about it. So uh, I, I I I bought a van. A van. It's not not a Jeep. Hashtag, I did buy a Jeep. But I bought a van. Hashtag van life. Hashtag van life. Hashtag. Oh, oh my god, I'm. Cutting a hole into a van, I'm scratching it. This is not right. Like, it, you know when you're reversing a car and you're very careful to not hit anything and you're like, if you, if it's a tight spot, you'll get, you know, whoever's out with you to to look, watch you back in and make sure. And like, if you get within a couple of inches, you'll just go out and start again. There's no... There's no going back. There's no going back when you drill a hole into the bodywork of a van. How many times did you measure it before you cut it? Not enough. <laughs> so 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 far we've let me just try and cut. So we've cut, cut a hole for the roof vent, the window, uh, and the electric hookup, and we've also bolted a solar panel to the roof. So that's four different things which involved cutting the bodywork, uh, and each one uh, has. It's, Perfection is not a word I would use to describe how it went. Uh, so, <laughs> but in your head, that is what you wanted. In my head, I was looking at this as right. I'll just measure it, make sure it's right, and then cut it. And not right, once you started the cut, you just finish the cut. Just do it. And if it was wrong, well, it was wrong. But I don't. I don't like cutting holes in it. Because you're there thinking like this. What's what's the worst thing that? Can, yeah, oh, it could rust. It could all fall apart. Like this entire van that I've just spent money on. I could I could I feasibly write it off by just doing one stupid thing to it. Mm. Was it a new van or second hand van? Second hand. It's a sixteen plate. It's three three and a half years old. So it's fairly new. Are there any um like as as enough vans being built that there's a how to make a van into a hashtag van? Yep. Um, books out there? Uh, I've only got one ebook, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, uh-huh. Which is so it's surprising how. how uh, in a way, it's not because you can't. This is just what I've come to expect now from YouTube. You type into YouTube how to, and then type in pretty much anything, and there's a video there saying, "Oh, here's a video of how to do this." Some of them aren't great, uh, but some of them are really good. So I've managed to, most of the times we've just gone like watch a load of uh, van videos or pe- people doing van tours, uh, how people did their conversions, uh, mainly to get ideas. And sometimes we would, someone would come up and go, hey, here's my van. And we'd go, that's great. There's so many good ideas there. Write that down. And other times they'd open it up and go, here's my van. Here's this really clever thing I did. And I'm really proud of it. And we both look at it and go, I hate it. That's not happening. <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, it's just yep. that, that it's obviously a very personal choice. Like we, we, in this mm-hmm. space, you've you, you've not got much space to work with. It's all very compressed. Even though we went for a long wheelbase, so um, 
but that's because we want to have enough space and be able to work in it so we can work remotely so we're like we're just going to get the big one so we've got enough space to live inside of it it's not like a weekend van or a van where we want to sleep in it and then be outside all the time we do want to spend time inside it yeah you want it like a prison cell size that's ideally it's, it's, yeah it's, it's about that it's a bit well that's no, about that but it's um and hmm. well i've got to ask some questions like is it are there plans for toilet so the i, I wasn't expecting you to go there straight away but yes uh, we're going to put a cassette toilet in which is a chemical toilet uh uh-huh. the, this toilet like the shower is something we're putting in not intending to use the one in the van a lot most of the time uh-huh. like a toilet especially we're going to mostly prefer to be outside of the van so going into shops using the toilets there. other people's vans other people's vans other people's houses like services people's front lawns yeah people's people's back lawns people's sheds um and people's dogs houses yeah that kind yeah of thing. so so we'd like to we got it there so that we can use it but we'd rather not use that one all the time maybe we'll change them right, we've we haven't even we're not even close to using it yet so maybe we'll see what happens like maybe in a year's time we're just like yeah of course i'm happy to just shit in the tub what of it um but although one thing about the toilet is uh, where we're going to have it so let me try and describe the layout uh, and remember to get at the end of this to get back to where the, why the toilet is there and why it's that's a problem so if we had the van imagine the van is one long box uh, because we've kind of shut off the mm-hmm. front so it's, it's, van. it's, it's on wheels but, but inside you've got class at the back we're going to have the bed which is going to be raised up high enough to have storage space underneath it which is going to be our like garage this is quite a common thing with van conversions it seems to have the bed up and then you can fit stuff underneath it we need it to be high enough to fit bikes underneath it um mm. can you stand in the van i can just about stand up in the van well at the moment wow. i can i'm okay. sure once i put the floor and the ceiling in it'll be like a sort of mm-hmm. but we went for the high roof van because we're both quite tall uh continue and then in front of that, we're going to have two benches going along the front, the sides of the vans. The va- vans? There's only one van, the side of the van. Mm-hmm. With a table that slides out from underneath the bed. And that takes up up to the slidey door. So that's most of the living space. You've got a bed and you've got some seating and you've got a table. And then in front of that, we're going to have an L-shaped counter, which has got the kitchen on it, which is a, just a combined sink stove unit running on gas. And then we've got a couple of cupboards around everywhere. Now, the toilet is going to be underneath the bench on the passenger side of the, the van. Now, what you might have noticed is that I haven't described at any point any walls inside mm-hmm. or dividers. So, if you want to take a shit in the van and there's someone else in the van with you, they're in the, they're, they're in the van with you. So... Uh, well, the only way to avoid that is to have a rule, and the rule is you must always maintain eye contact while on the toilet. So- because then if they're looking at your eyes, they're not looking anywhere else. You think it's a bad idea, but it's smart. So they must always stare into your eyes. I've, I've it- much rather go down the route of just pretend it's not happening. Like, I, you, I, You'd be surprised how when I don't want to, I can hold a shit in. I mean, I've gone for days without shitting. <laughs> Um, at, oh, I can't. At music festivals or when we're camping, 
Whenever it's un- uh-huh. whenever it's greatly inconvenient to take a shit, I can. Oh, tell me. By the time you find a toilet, or if hopefully you find a toilet in time, by the time you get there, it it's like apocalypse now and there. But I very much try to not. A quick aside. I just had a dream two nights ago where I woke up because in my dream I was shitting myself, and please the... don't cut yourself. In the it wasn't like. Well, it wasn't one of those solid ones. It was liquid. It was like one of those in-betweens where it just comes out very easily. Yeah, I know the time. And I woke up and I had to check. It was that real. It felt that real. I had to check. Spoiler alert. Didn't shit, my, didn't shit myself. But here's the thing. Half an hour later, when I took a shit, it was exactly the same as what I dreamt. Amazing. <laughs> you had a, you had a premeditation. Of, premonition. Premonition. That's the one. Yeah, premonition of your shit. Amazing. Well, anyway, so I don't think we're going to go down anyway, the eye contact yes. route. I think we're probably going to go down okay. the. Just... Well, just keep it in mind, just in case. I don't. Maybe like you know how some of these hang-ups we have are just social conventions. The Romans apparently used to very mm. happily just think of going to the toilet as a social thing to do. You go in and you have, sit down and you get on with business whilst chatting to the guy next to you about what he's going on in his yes. bed. Yes, a group poop party. Yeah, apparently that used to be a thing. So maybe this is just something that once we get over it, it'll just be fine. It'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. That's fine. I'm just going to keep on reading my book. I hope that's uh-huh. what happens. It's an emergency toilet. It's probably, it's probably best. I'll very much be like going, so uh, you probably want to go for a walk right now for about how long? About half an hour. Go for, go for about half an hour. <laughs> Make sure you knock on the way back. Yeah, it's probably best to keep an emergency. Yeah, So, but in a similar vein, this, with the shower... So this is this is interesting because I've spoken to a couple of people about this, or a couple of people have asked me about certain things, and they'll say things like, "Oh, what, you know, what are you going to do for a toilet?" And you just explain that to them, and they say that doesn't sound very nice. And you say, "Well, yes, no. Uh, we would rather have a nice big toilet we can take everywhere with us, and we just have the sweet. But the thing is, we won't be able to move. But anyway, shower. The way the shower is going to work is you open the slide panel door. And on the end of the kitchen counter, uh, bottom here, is a gas shower, which you use outside. So with the door open, you have a shower head that you can hopefully stick to a thing on the window or something, so you've got a shower. So the shower's there, but it's like on the outside of the van. And yes, that's not going to work if it's raining, but it doesn't rain all the time. And hopefully mm-hmm. we won't need a shower hugely often. So if it's raining a lot and a lot... Basically, the short version of that is if we're somewhere cold and it's really horrible then we'll just get some you know a bowl of hot water with some shower gel in it and a flannel and just have a flannel wash that's the uh mm-hmm. that's the emergency option there but it's just to have a shower but without having to take up a massive amount of inside space that we only use you know, once a day or something i think that's a fair call yeah we found we was very surprised and enjoyed about winter was that especially with snow is that you get all rugged up and but your clothes like don't get dirty because you don't you don't really no, sweat you, you don't get it active like the outer layer maybe you wash but it's not like you're rolling around the ground and so like you don't sweat you don't get dirty you, you're pretty clean the whole day like it's it's a great time to be outside as opposed to like summer here when you sweat within an hour and you have to like do a wardrobe change. Yeah, like free free like showers a day uh, kind of level. No, hopefully we won't be getting into that. Yeah, yeah. But then if it's that hot, then we can just go and wash in like a lake. 
or a river mm-hmm. or we'll be in a sound so a lot of this comes down to when people say that what are you going to do we go well look we're either going to be in a city or a town at which point there are gyms swimming pools lots of different places that we can go to have a shower you know if you want to go for a swim go for a swim i'll oh, have a nice little shower over there uh or we're in the middle of bloody nowhere at which point we can if it's not raining use our own shower if it is raining you, know, you have a wash inside or go and wash in the lake or the river because hopefully we'll be so far away from anywhere that it'll be nice clean and clear water if you're up mm-hmm. if you're out right in the sticks in sweden that's the case ah so so status up there at the moment you have a window have a window a solar, solar panel, panel yeah. and what was the other a thing roof vent roof vent we put cut the hole for the uh, electric hookup so that's there but we haven't done most of the electrics so that's as far as that's got uh we are waiting to have the gas tank installed so with a lot of the things are kind of like oh, i'm sort of okay doing this you know, with the like the, the thing i'm there's two things that i'm not quite comfortable with one of them that i'm sort of okay with is doing all the electric stuff I kind of know how yeah, it's just work. I've got people I can ask for help and stuff, and I can get someone to check it out. But gas, gas is very much an unknown thing for me. I've never installed gas. I've never worked with it. I don't know. So we decided when we uh, reached out to someone who does van conversions and said to him, what would you recommend for a, a chassis-mounted gas tank and heater? And how much would it cost for you to have you install it? Gave us a quote, and we talked about it for a while, going, oh, it's pretty steep. But now we decided, it's gas, we want it to work, and we want a good heater. So we're waiting to have mm-hmm. that installed. Uh, unfortunately, he had quite a long lead time, so we booked it in at the time. I think at the time we booked it, it was a bit over a month away. Uh, it's uh, about three or four weeks now. And it's really frustrating when you've got a project like this and i spend a lot of time thinking about it especially like when you commit to it and you go buying a van you spend all that money uh oh by the way that's another thing that we'll get to in a moment about how finding out how how expensive <laughs> this all is uh so you spend a load of money you're like yeah that's great let's get going on it you've got all these ideas for all these different things and then we went skiing for two week for a week so that was two weekends we couldn't do anything then we came back and then i was like all oh, right let's put in the gas oh, oh that's gonna be five weeks away oh great so there's some let's we don't want to do anything on the floor until that's done so now we've kind of got a load of jobs we're like that's waiting for that to happen so it's it's going a bit mm-hmm. slowly but there is a load of stuff that is moving it's been really nice like i put the uh rear view uh the reversing camera in which um went quite nicely that was nice managed to tap it into the uh existing electrics and as far as i'm aware the van still works <laughs> we'll find out well it's the kind of thing i did it all set up and i was like it's working and then as soon as i was like it's working i was like can you stand at the back of the van and just make sure i'm just gonna can we just test the lights <laughs> i've never done this in the car before because i'm always like oh they work and now i'm like just make sure i have car now only only drives back yeah only drives back or has no brake lights or something no pretty but it all worked fine mm-hmm. but it was kind of cool setting it all up and having followed some instructions online and it's like you know it's a, a, a screen on your dash and you just oh look it turns on when we go in reverse isn't that cool um <laughs> it's funny how the simple things will amuse you like look when we flick the switch the light comes on and we want to turn it off you just flick it off yeah amazing i did that i created light it's like and, and then we put 
if you once you put something in, you cut a hole and you put it over, and you go, oh, I've done that right, and then you put the cover over it. Oh, here's the cover that that I didn't make, someone else made, and it's designed to cover up all my crap. Put it on, and you go, that looks really cool. That's really neat and professional, and the reason because <laughs> you paid someone else to make a nice cover for it. Top dollar, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like a god. But speaking of the price, oh wow, we uh, so the, what the the kind of metric that we found in in the in an ebook was that you want to spend about half the value of the van converting it so take the value of the van okay. half it that's your conversion cost because if you spend more than that it, you're putting money into a van that isn't going to last as long potentially so the cheaper the van the less time you expect it to last mm-hmm. so you, you don't want to put too much money into a van oh, yeah. break down. Uh, we have almost certainly we, we're definitely going to go over that budget creeps annoying and what's your what's your time frame have you got one or is it when it gets done in a way it's when it gets done but we have some targets so the main like the 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 final one like the one where we're like it needs to be done by this point is september but that's so that we can go to sweden mm-hmm. before we need winter tires um so the idea is to take the van to to sweden for a bit then uh oh, sweet but i like we're hoping to have it done by the summer so not take so we don't want to drag on for too many months because that would just be exhausting we want to actually get using it but yeah mm-hmm. that's like the we, we definitely want it done by september we'd like it done a bit sooner hopefully once the gas is in and also what's made a big difference is that now we're getting a bit more sunlight because unlike unlike down down under for you we're now coming into spring so we're starting to get our evenings back so that means i can you know we can start working on it after work we tried when we first got it his so here's the thing is that we were watching all these videos of people doing conversions and there they are they're outside they're wearing their sunglasses talk about what they're doing and it's all sunny and it looks amazing and you're there thinking, getting really into it yeah this is great and then you buy your van and it's mid-january and you, you're working on it in a cold night I, I, one of the first <laughs> we ended up working in a literal in a named storm because uh, we had to so be doing this inside one of our barns which it only just fits into um because, and thank god because i uh, the second day we're working on it it's uh, it's a massive storm coming through so we're there here oh, in the whole, a whole blow, you know, all the winds blowing and the, there's trees coming down everything outside and we're just inside going oh good thing we're inside um, but it's not quite the dream that the video sold of, of bright and sunny <laughs> life is good like you can't connect these wires work out like, I can't see how can we get how can we get more light in here I'm not, is, is there rust there I can't tell if there's rust there and then you try and then you go why are my fingers so cold I can't move we just have to come back tomorrow um yeah it's and then part of that was mixed in by the fact that we just ended up getting busy for a couple of weekends in a row um for various things so Mm -hmm. it's like we want to get things done but we also have managed to book ourselves out for something else in the only days we had to do work on this which is very frustrating oh i bet imagine like this makes me think like imagine building a house like uh how long was that? Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. I know. And the cost, like you just think about how, like you watch these, you know, renovation shows and 
you know, they've got four guys in a house rolling out carpet and doing all this. And like every little bit cost a fortune and it would just, the, the cost would rack up, the time would rack up, like getting everything timed, like you're waiting on some people, some people get delayed. Oh, it'd be a nightmare. You'd spend years of your life trying to figure it and out. And that's if you're tr- like, so if you were trying to do it yourself full time, it would take it like this problem. The thing about how about this is that it's, the scope is fairly small. We're essentially making one mm-hmm. complicated room. Mm-hmm. It's a um, box. It's a box. Like it's, We've got a box. It's never going to be bigger. Some things are easy. Some things not so much. But we're yeah, we're, we're working it all out. But yeah, you're just kind of going right. So we need to, when you're planning all that right. We're going we're to put this in and this in and this in. It'll be all fine. And then when you're like planning it out, you're like, all right, okay. So I'm gonna we're gonna put in a gas stove. Okay, right. So we need gas. Then it needs gas tank. Oh, we want to get gas heater as well. That's how we can go over there and then uh but the shower that's gonna have to go over there sorry so the shower's uh ha- sorry the shower's how many hundred pounds and the, the gas stove is i'm sorry how much and and the, the, the mm. tank how much is that that's 700 pounds oh word <laughs> and then oh. and then i'm like batteries how big a battery do we need oh just some quick mouse okay right we need uh, oh the biggest battery they have great uh, how much is that going to cost half a thousand pounds oh <laughs> and you there try and tell yourself that this is what the budget was for. <laughs> so it's fine, but then you're also remembering this is real money you're spending. Well, definitely, we'll have to we'll have to stay updated with this as it as it continues because um, that's the fun thing you get to live vicariously. Like you get to have all the pain, and uh... yeah. So that's a th- actually that's a good point. Is that if you're watching it, it's great to watch someone else do it because when someone else is doing, it, you'll see the uh-huh. video of them. Oh, we're not videoing any of it, but for some of the people who have done a video, they'll just be like, "So what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this. Uh, I'm going to put this woodwork in here. Okay, so I'm going to put some sod over there and there and there, and then it will cut to them having it done. And what they'll have cut out is two days of swearing. And then and it's like, <laughs> anyway, at the beginning of the talk, they're really excited. Oh, I am about to do this job. It's going to be great. I cut to they're done. Okay, so I've done it, and it's it's in the background. The season has changed. It's one in the morning. Oh, I've got to go to work. Uh, but it's done. I had some. I had that bit there. It just wouldn't go in, so <laughs> it doesn't fit. But it'll work. Um, <laughs> I'd almost pay good money to see the Baxter YouTube channel <laughs> of the conversion. I have very much been thinking about doing it, but um, I should know we could do it now. I just, just start it. Maybe I should. If anyone, uh, it's almost just even even just a uh, a diary for yourself. Even you know, it's just fun to see. Yeah. But- it all come together. We are trying to get better at taking photos because it's very easy to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of it was we got a bit carried away and got a bit excited and just started working on stuff and just doing stuff, and then you realise you haven't taken any photos, and you have given out conversations that someone says to you, "Oh, how's the van going? Oh, it's good. We've done this and this and this. Oh, you got any photos? Oh, no, I haven't actually. None. <laughs> so I started taking a lot more photos, but yeah, maybe I should start taking some, doing some uh, short videos of it for the uh, for the puppies of watermelon stuff, but it's. Yeah, if anyone's interested in following the Instagram account for the van, it's Omnom Mobile because we both like food. O M N O M M O B I L E. There'll be a link in the show notes or and on the website. Uh, we will keep you updated. Sweet. If I start the next next episode crying, I've probably burnt my van <laughs> now. And you're giving up your night tonight to record. What a man. <laughs> yeah, at least I didn't have to get up at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. When, when's your um? So you like to work at night time, not in the morning for the van? Uh, 
getting up early and working it before work is just not an option. Not because there isn't time to use there. It's because I just know. I don't want to. I don't want. When I wake up in the morning, I do think, oh, I'd really like to work on the van. But I also think, but I've only got half an hour until work if I wake up that early. It just takes time to set up, pack down. Although it is interesting how I've started thinking about how much time we spent in the van and what we're doing. And you'd be like, well, we were only working on it for four hours and we got this and this and this and this done. So you think about it as, oh, if I go up there, I'm going to put so much time into getting into working on it and setting things up. And sometimes you do. I've spent an awful... We spend so much time just tidying up and just hoovering Mm -hmm. because you're just like... You'll be halfway through a job and realise you've made a massive mess. You'll start tidying that up. And then whilst you're doing that, you'll be like, oh, there's a mess over there as well. I'll just start tidying that up. And then you realise you haven't done anything except move things around. But it's... Yeah, if you can set it up right, there is little things that you can just keep on working on. If there's anything I've learned, not I'm not the most handiest person at all, but Dad definitely is. And if there's anything that I've learned from like helping him with projects or the few the couple of things that I've attempted is that it just it takes like five times the amount of time as what you think. If you think it's like a weekend project or a day project, it's going to take you a month of weekends. Oh yeah, like it just takes time, like. You think you're like, oh, I'll just go to the shop, I'll buy supplies, I'll come back, I'll, I'll pop it together, paint it, it'd be done. But the first day is just buying supplies. <laughs> like, it, it takes forever. The first day is buying stuff. The second day is realizing all the stuff you didn't buy and you should have bought. So you then go and buy that. You'll then go, go back to putting stuff on and realize that you've got something in the wrong size. Uh, so I've genuinely, so far, bought some screws that I thought were right and then found out they were too short. So we had to go back and buy some other ones. Um, we've ended up running out of bolts because we'd had. Well, we were going to buy some, but then uh, there was there was very much a miscommunication, which I will take fault for. Where someone goes to Screw Fix, other other uh, hardware shops are available to buy some stuff, and comes back with the stuff, and then when they get back, and I'm saying to them, "So where are the bolts that were part of the order? What order? You didn't tell them to get any. No, you're meant to pick up an online order whilst you're there. Right? Okay, so that's going to, have to come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So. And then you're also trying to get sure you've got this and then you're ordering stuff and you're kind of going, oh, we want to save a process package, so we'll order that all now. So we've got other bits. We've got the stove and the water tanker just sat in the barn waiting. They're un- completely unopened because they're not going in for ages yet. But we ordered them already because uh, we were ordering them with something else. Um, the roof vent, that's the one. So <laughs> I've got so much insulation and it's, like, it's all there waiting to go in and it should be a quick job. Except we're having to do so many things before it gets to that point. When you're doing these things, everything kind of becomes like... I can see you getting wound up already. Everything's sort of a one-shot. <laughs> so you'll plan this idea, and you do this thing, and you only get one go at it. Uh, and as soon as you've done it, you will think of at least two ways that you could have done it better. This should have been mm-hmm. over here, or you should have cut out this, but that's just life. Hashtag van. It will be worth it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like At the end of the day, you're going to be the one with a van, not us. Just in the last month, I've um, investigated and sunk my teeth into a... This is like Mark's new app of the month. Like I always uh, always get fascinated by a new app. And my current fascination is truly fascinating. It's a password manager. So you're using a password manager now? I am. Do you, what, what comes to mind, except apart from like... Um, you know, people that have password managers are very cool and very intelligent and, and, uh, good looking. What, 
What, what comes to mind when you hear the term password manager? I don't... I think the people that use them are techie people. Um, uh-huh. I, I am overall for them. However, I do not use one for various mm-hmm. reasons. Mostly that I'm not allowed to use one at work. And that's where I have most of my oh. passwords. Um, I, right. I kind of have... Actually, I kind of use one because I use the Apple... ID one. Oh, keychain. Yeah. Yeah. I use, I use that. So I use a lot of stuff for I want to log in. So why didn't you explain to the listeners at home, in case they're uninitiated, what, what went, because when you say password manager, that sounds, it sounds quite basic. Sure. Well, firstly, I'm definitely the type of person that had, didn't change my password over time. And then you have certain iterations and then certain accounts I could never remember. Like for some reason, like Microsoft one for Skype. I reset every single time. I, for, for the life of me, I cannot remember that one because different part logins require different uh, different strength tests, and and sometimes a password that you might use as your fallback, um, which again is a bad strategy, uh, might not might not work for that um, that login. So you have to make it different, and that's when like you forget things, and so. Uh, a lot of the systems have password managers built in. Like I know Chrome has their own one. So all Android devices, it'll, you know, you can save your password and that can go across your Chrome browser on your, your phone and your computer. And Apple have Keychain, which is the exact same thing. If you log on your iPad or your MacBook or your phone, it'll, you have the potential to save your password to the Keychain, which is essentially saving it within their iCloud. It's just a bunching all your logins and all your passwords together so that when you go to a website, it goes, oh yeah, last time you were here, you used this password. And the problem I had was that I use uh, devices from different ecosystems. So I got a Mac laptop, but an Android phone. And so I needed something that would, I could have used the two keychains, but you kind of have to save them twice. And what this allows, to, I, I only did it because there's this guy that, um, his name's Paul Jarvis, and he does this newsletter. And he's big about privacy at the moment, and he was just typing about how, you know, he, I, I trust his opinion on things, and he's done his research, and that's the good thing about having experts. And he wrote this article that, um, believe it or not, it's quite rare for blog articles now, where it was there was no affiliation at all in it. It was there was no like um, benefit for him to say it. It was literally just him going, "I've done research." This is what I found. I use this one and I get no kickback for it. And it seems sad that someone has to say, I get no kickback from telling you this. Like we, we just expect that there's like some hidden agenda to it. But anyway, I took his, uh, I took his advice and, and used his and uh, the one he, one he recommends is called one password. So what it does is if you go to a site for the first time, it, you can generate a password for you and keychain can do this as well. It makes a random string of letters, capital letters, numbers, symbols. Um, but it'll save it in a in a little uh, login format for you. So it'll save your username, your password, and the site you accessed it from. And then that app can be opened on your each device. And on your phone, it's super handy. You can On your iPad, sorry, you can use your fingerprint ID or on the new ones, probably face ID to unlock it. But the idea is that you just remember one password and this one password is super long and complicated. But if you remember that one, 
that unlocks your vault and then that program is now able to to send you the information that you need when you visit a site so that was definitely the first challenge was remembering this super long password that i made for myself because i made it complicated because i thought if i'm if i'm relying on this one password it better be bloody good and i wish i'd read the tips that that people said is to use a because spaces can be included so a lot of people say just just write a sentence or a phrase that um you can remember and that's a that's a good way to get that long password but uh i've somehow managed to remember my my ridiculous one but uh it's been super handy like now logging in the problem is as soon as you start you have to for every account you log into you have to reset the password and set it as a new one so it's a you know a tiny inconvenience to read it so when i logged into skype today i hadn't used that since i bought the program and so i had to reset my password put it in save the info but now i'll never have the problem again for skype and that's never having to reset a password again for an account makes me so happy that it is worth a couple of bucks a month just to get rid of that dumb frustration because i'm not sure about other people but i log into a bloody lot of things and while a lot of them you can do a single sign in from like google or facebook or whatever you like um it feels good to be able to just use a uh, use a manager. So I'm, I'm all about them at the moment. I reckon they're a bloody good idea. And and there's a few other features like this. This thing called Watchtower, which um, basically, if the problems with using the same password is that if someone found out, they could obviously then log into the rest of your things. But if you've been paying attention to your email for the last year, you'll see just how many times a website which you thought was valid and strong will say oh by the way last uh you know nine months ago we got hacked and uh all your information was um was stolen and um you know we we're pretty sure nothing bad was stolen but um we, you know we can't be 100 percent, and we just thought we'd let you know so you know you're probably best to change your password and that's great advice and easy to say except if you're the type of person that has the same password everywhere you are now vulnerable everywhere. And so they've got this thing called Watchtower, which um, I guess contains a database of, of uh, I guess it's like a almost a link into the, the black market where it's, it, it finds out if your password or your go-to or your backup or whatever has been exploited at some point. Um, and, and it'll routinely check your passwords to go, oh, I think you better re-update this password because... Um, that's now vulnerable. So it's, um, it's got a cool, a few cool features like that as well. But definitely super nerdy and something I was on my to-do list for a long time but never really thought seriously about it. But pretty happy to have done it. It's, um, I, would, I would recommend it. I, it's, it's been on my to-do list for a while as well. I just haven't got around to it. But I, I agree. There's a lot of things to be said for password managers, most of which comes down to that as human beings are just really bad at remembering passwords we're not good for it yep. especially in the the uh so the most common ones are, as you kind of already mentioned are using the same password a lot using simple passwords using sequential passwords so the i mean we all joke about using password one two three but i had used that password for things 
Um, <laughs> not not anything I really cared about. You, you know, like you mentioned the uh, different password standards we have. So you go into a website and it will say, ah, type in a password, and you go, okay, here's my password. And he goes, no, no, that's that's not long enough. Okay, I'll make it a bit longer. Oh, it's not having hasn't got any capital letters. Oh, but it moves on. Any lowercase letters? Oh, I'll make it a bit longer. The one that really grind, really winds me up is when it says you haven't got any special characters because the special characters thing has turned up recently. It was an addition and the guy who originally suggested it has come out and said it's a mistake. It shouldn't have to require a special character. You should allow them, but if you don't require them, then it's more secure. Huh. And the reason for that is because it's easier to remember. So if you put loads of really strict restrictions on what they can do, you can't have this, you can't have that, you have to have mates from one of these and stuff. You make it very prescriptive and it actually makes it less secure eventually because passwords are harder to remember. But one thing that helps is a password manager because a password manager finds it just as easy to remember password one, two, three as it does to find a 16 character string of random characters using anything from the ASCII code. So it can, these passwords can literally be anything. And it makes them so much more secure, which is great. I it's I would like to do it. I just can't be bothered, and I underestimate how serious yeah. the thing yeah. is. I, I do think like I'm used to the program now, but it's it's not as intuitive. Like I I don't think I could get, for instance, my mum to do it. Like I couldn't yeah. be like. Hey, sign up for this. Like it's, there is a little barrier to entry. You kind of have to be techie. Like you have to install a browser plugin to use it on your browser. And, and most people like there's plugins for browsers. Like it's a bit, um, I don't know, like, uh, the I mean, I will admit the phones and the iPads are better. And I think it's just because they update so much. Like at this point you can be on any app and if it senses a login field, you can um so basically your there's a setting in your device where it's it's for like password retrieval and the default is the keychain on iPad so it'll say like a, if you're in a login field um try and retrieve my information from the iCloud but you can actually change that setting which kudos to Apple lets you do it you can change that setting to a password manager or some other device so um they're not, they don't allow, like, I wish Apple would let you change your cloud storage more easily to, say, for instance, you use a, a Google Cloud. That that would be nice. They're, they're a bit more strict on that, but the passwords you can easily change. So if you go in any app, senses the login, you can, um, it'll say, would you like to autofill this from your password manager? And that's that's a cool feature. Well, the, the changing over clouds from Apple devices is a different thing anyway. But yeah, password managers are, are good because that you will be more secure. One thing that I've come across, or something I heard a while ago, so I, I, I'm pretty sure when you were at school, you were probably told the same thing I was, which was never write your password down. Right. They're like, make your password. Never write it down, because if someone finds it, they can log into your thing. Oh, I had a password book. <laughs> but, but it's fair. The thing is that if you have a password book, unless it says, this is my password book, and this is why you should log into, it's actually much more secure than having it on your device. Because if you lose that so unless you like you obviously don't take that book out and about with you and like give it to strangers but if that's in a secure place in your house if someone is to break into your house to take things they're not going to take that notebook on the off chance it contains uh -huh. some passwords where they might be able to get some personal information they're going to take your tv the kind of people who want to break into your accounts are 
breaking into your computer, they can't physically jump out of that computer to take your password. So actually having them written down on a bit of paper is more secure than having them on an encrypted file in your device. Right, and there, there are other methods as well. Like you could, if that it did have a book, you don't have to write the U, like URL, this one, username, yeah. this, password, this. Like you could have like some kind of system to, to figure out what website you're referring to. Like There are other ways to, to keep it more secure. What was the name of the one that you were... Uh, I liked uh, one password. One password. Just because it had that, um, yeah, one the number one and then the word password. Because I think it had a couple of features that were were good. Here's something that uh, that same guy just wrote in his last article. Interested to hear your thoughts. Like, uh, I'm presume everyone knows that when you sign up to a newsletter, uh, your information is your email address is given to some kind of software to store your information so you know you might give your email you might give your name and so when they contact you that's why in your email sometimes it says you know hi andrew like it just inserts your name like it stores that information but what's commonly known with especially email marketers but probably not commonly known for anyone that's on the list is that these programs by default store a lot more information and this guy's big on privacy so he's is uh he's trying to make a point of it but like uh were you aware that all these newsletters um it's quite easy like firstly they definitely know your ip address and they know your location Mm -hmm. like your city and country and they know when you open your email how many times you open it um what links what specific links you click on it that's why sometimes just like on Facebook or the internet, if you click on an ad, you'll see it more often. Same with email. If you click on a certain link, it'll, um, it might target certain things to you because it knows you're technically interested. Like these are very in- invasive technologies that um, are kind of being tre- either ignored or treated as, as standard. And I don't know, like, d- do you feel... Like someone shouldn't have that control. Like they're pretty much watching you read emails. I feel that it's from their point of view, it's unethical and they shouldn't do it. But I also uh, have fairly pragmatic about the whole thing in that it's a service they provide and they can sell. So they will, if you have access to that information, should you use it? No, but will, are people going to use it? Yes. And there's, there's a lot worse they could be doing with it than, choosing your different ads it's it's like the idea that when you talk to someone about something and then you open up your machine and it's advert advertising for it so i say <laughs> hey mark would you like uh i'm thinking about getting some doritos how about we get some doritos and then i open up my screen and it goes would you like to buy some doritos that is mostly down to confirmation bias so that you see it more when it happens as opposed to when it doesn't happen and also that we are just very predictable right we just love doritos everyone assumes that they're not as predictable as they are but we 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 are which to the point where you can um very very accurately target uh advertising to people so it just uh, yes your alexa is listening to you uh and in the future they might end up using that to target ads but in reality they're not they're just using all of that so that they can mm-hmm. program that like AI. A, I, I agree there was a, a podcast i was listening to lately which was about this topic and it was pretty much saying what you're saying that um you know anyone could 
and some people do exploit that information. But A, we give our information away so willy-nilly when we click accept to terms and conditions all the time. And so we obviously don't care about our privacy. So why do we get riled up when, when one company does something? But also B, like how good would it be that if the inter- or you walk into a shop and the shop has been comp- like a physical store and every time you walk in, it's been completely rearranged so that the milk and everything you order commonly is right in front of you and it's already in a basket waiting for you to pick up and they, uh, they have all your information ready to pay and all you have to do is give the thumbs out to the checkout and carry the bag out. Like the more personalized experience um, is a pretty cool end goal to get to. And yeah, there's like road bumps along the way, but um, it's it's hopefully for the better in in the long run. As long as it's secure, then it's fine. I I don't like the fact that there's a lot of people out there who know my password. Uh, well, maybe they do. I meant to say email. There's not only people out there who know my email, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's the case. A, a lot of the time spam filters are quite good actually i found my spam filter is a bit overzealous uh, and it's weird chrome so you know gmail has this really cool thing where it can split them out into different mm-hmm. inboxes mine's okay mine's usually pretty good but it's not perfect yeah and there's one there's some emails coming from a certain mailing list and i can't work out how to tell google mail like gmail i'm like this is from a forum but please just put it into that that inbox and it won't and like, i don't know how to do that yeah i guess it's just because enough people have reported as spam and it's just trained the gmail no, service it's, it's to... the opposite it's putting a high it's going, huh. it's going oh you want to see this and i go i, I don't want to see it <laughs> <laughs> oh it's going the opposite yeah i mean uh, there was there, there was some going the other way where i have to go and every, every now and then dig something out of my spam folder but yeah password managers we recommend them <laughs> if you can be bothered they could be all right. That's uh, that's Mark's app of the week. Who knows what will be next week? But it'll be something he's extremely interested in. And uh, like, I, I just know too much about password managers now that I didn't know a month ago. Like, I didn't think this would happen, but it did. We should probably wrap things up. Yeah, I heard this quote just before we leave. It's um, it's on a, on a podcast, and it stopped me dead in my tracks, and I had to write it down when it happened. This is from Arnold Bennett. And he's wrote a book apparently called How to Live on 24 Hours a Day. And he says, The chief beauty about the constant supply of time is that you cannot waste it in advance. The next year, the next day, the next hour are lying ready for you, as perfect, as unspoilt, as if you had never wasted or misapplied a single moment in all your life or career. And I thought, wow, like, it's like all sins are forgiven. Like, you do whatever you want. Like... You want to be productive? Guess what? Now you are. You want to be a hero? Guess what? Now you are. Like it doesn't it doesn't scrutinise in advance. And anyway, time is time wasted. Having fun isn't wasted. That's true. But yeah, that's just like this podcast. Just like this podcast. Although, if you would like to let us know how you've been wasting your time listening to this podcast we'd love to hear it we'd love to hear it. and you can get in contact with us by uh, going to the website at www.pubsandwatermelon.com or uh, you can also find us on Facebook and send us a message there we'd love to hear from you yeah especially the big 5-0 approaching oh yeah stay tuned for next week when we'll uh, 
be hitting a next big next week. Send you a lot places to be. Uh, <laughs> Sometime in 2020. Some, so, ooh, may a clock on it. I think that's a pretty safe clock, mate. You never know. <laughs> Things can happen. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's already March. <laughs> I loved hearing, like, the episode recently, end of February, and we're talking about how goals and stuff yeah. for the new year. Because <laughs> it was so long ago. Oh. Anyway. Sweet. This will be fun. I will catch you. That alarm clock means it's time to go. I will catch you next time. <laughs> See you then. Peace.